The Learning Geeks are back. We're all in our home studios, but that's not really any different. But the world is a different place. We're going to talk about it a little bit as you join us for the Learning Geeks podcast starting now. Now we can't, yeah, you know, we, we, we couldn't hear the music because we didn't have it ready. So I was kind of doing the, you know, like sing happy birthday to yourself twice <laughs> while you wash your hands. While you wash your hands. So I don't know about you, but my hands are completely wrong. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> Which is a good sign. It's a good sign. But listen, hey, you know, like I was saying, it's it's fairly typical for us when we do these podcasts, we're at home, so it's not that much different. It is different, though, because we upped our technology, so now we can see each other, which is super Yeah, cool. which is a good thing, because uh, visual cues turn out to be an important thing when you're doing something like this, so you don't step on each other's audio. Exactly. Exactly. And then Jake and I just say exactly at the same time. It's exactly. Oh, it exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. But uh, but here we are. You know, we, we would love to be doing this together live. Um, don't know if we would have had the chance to do that. Our, our schedule has changed a little bit. One of the things that we did together and are actually doing again was we've done a couple virtual runs together, right? So, yeah. yeah. So the first one we did was what, the, about a month ago? We yeah. did the, the social distancing. The Bigfoot yeah. the Bigfoot social distancing. Mm-hmm. Social yeah. distancing. Very cute pie. It was a good shirt. Yeah. Yep. We did 5K roughly at the same time as each other, I think. Roughly. I think I was yes. a, a couple hours different, but. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. you got up so early that day for that one. I did. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were on a tight agenda that weekend. I was on yes. a tight agenda that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, this week we are doing the run solo and you can mm-hmm. choose your distance. I did a 5K. I've already done mine and Jake's already done his. I did mine this morning. Oh, you did? Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. you did. You did right. 5K. That's, that's, why, that's why I'm wearing the shirt. I wouldn't be wearing the shirt oh. if I didn't run it. It would Mine's be in the wash. still sitting in the bag. Nice. <laughs> there we go. So that's two, two 5Ks. And then what's the third one? We got? Uh, we're doing the This Is The Way. And it's a series. So it's it's 10 miles in total. We do one mile on May 1st, two miles on May 2nd, three miles on May 3rd, and then four miles on May 4th, which is Star Wars Day, of course. And Dana, you did you skipped out on that one, right? I skipped out on that one, yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, did, I did the first two. I took your lead, Bob. So Bob texted me the other day and said, hey, I got my my medal for This Is The Way Run. However, I'm not going to open it. I did the same thing. So it's out of my garage. First of all, just sit for 24 hours, you know, just yeah, because. Right. And then it's also out of my garage. I'm not going to open it. I'm going to do a box reveal, right, the, the day of um, after I run. Oh, that's awesome. That'll be so fun. So did, did we say what the second one was? It, it's Run Solo. I don't know that we run said Solo. that. Run Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's By a the, Star the Wars Chicago area's, The Chicago Area Runners Club, CARA. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that'll, that'll be super fun. Shout but, out to CARA. But, you know, we've been, um, I, I have been doing a lot more like online games with, with people. We've been playing um, Dungeons and Dragons online. Mm-hmm. with some friends and then that same group of people um also joined by my two boys have been getting back into world of warcraft so That's a, a lot of people have been yeah. getting back into that game yeah. yeah we have been doing puzzles and more puzzles I, i've here. spent a couple hundred dollars on puzzles because they can be shipped <laughs> to the house and we found a particular puzzle style we like and uh 
So I think we've done eight puzzles now. We've got two more in boxes and we've got, I don't know, another four or five coming. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We yeah. did the uh, Legos for us. We, we uh, did a nice Harry Potter Hagrid's hut Lego set that my daughter ended up putting most of it together. I was super impressed. And she, she would say, dad, this is for eight years old and up. I don't think I can do it, but she ended up doing about 75% all on her own. So it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're talking about this stuff because we're all learning to do stuff a little differently. We're learning to adapt <laughs> we to are. different circumstances, right? <laughs> I'm learning right now that quarantine is a good business case for getting a Lego set. So I'm just <laughs> about to like pull out Amazon and <laughs> order some of those Lego kits that I've been eyeing oh, for a I long time. Oh, I saw a couple of those that I, I, was, I looked at one of them, uh, the Millennium Falcon one, and it was like $800. And it's like, oh. Oh, that's the big, I, the big one. I know, <laughs> but I can't justify that for. Yeah, I have the hundred and fifty dollar one that I, I I did probably fifteen years ago. My nephew has it right now, but of course I can't get it. But I was dying to put that back together. But hopefully one day, um, I can meet them, socially distance yeah. with them, and then have them slide it to me, and then I'll I'll get it and go home with it. So anyway, Bob, you'll have to tell us which one you're going to get. And I will. I will. Uh, before we make our next podcast, I will order some Lego. So now I can justify it as a podcast expense because we make so much money from doing this podcast. Yes. From all all of our sponsors like Lego and Kara and Disney and whoever else we mentioned. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I'm not above talking about my Quip toothbrush or my Audible subscription if they will pay for us. So, you know, they do invest heavily in podcasts. (laughs) So... Yeah, it is what it is. But um, actually, that's a good segue because um, what I thought we could do today, if you guys are willing, is I did an activity with my team a few weeks ago that we found super insightful for thinking through uh, kind of the status that we're in as learning professionals right now and um, moving things from a uh, in-person to an online situation. Um, and it involves a couple of brand names. I'm not going to mention the brand names here. I'm just going to describe them, but just, just to be safe, I'm just going to describe them. And, um, and by the way, um, I I just want to be very clear. Both of these brands are awesome brands. They're really, really good. I don't know if any of these brands are clients of either of our respective companies. Or if they'd want to sponsor the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> right. But in all honesty, both, both brands are good, but it's still, you'll, you'll see why I, I, why I set it up that way. So what I thought we would do is I'm going to set up the activity. I'll tell the story. I'll set up the activity and then we will actually have our listeners kind of play along and do the activity. And Jake and Dana, you guys can do the activity. And then mm-hmm. we'll talk about what you came up with. Um, unfortunately we can't get any listener participation on this, but maybe we can do that and get that offline and come back to it on a later show. Uh, and then I'm going to share what our team came up with. And I think it would be, it'd be some good, interesting insights. Okay. So here's the story of how this all evolved. Um, my partner in crime, uh, Katie and I were talking as we were faced with converting our leadership development program from an in-person to an online experience. And, um, 
you know, Kate, Katie said something that I was kind of feeling, which is, <laughs> I don't want to take it virtual. I don't want to go online. It's going to be so much better. <laughs> I, I want to love it and I can't love it. Um, and I, you know, I, I understood where she was coming from. And so then all of a sudden I had a thought because Katie and a few other people on our team are, uh, are passionate, loyal customers of brand A and brand A is a company that takes the experience of doing a spin bicycling exercise class, but doing it in your home in a connected virtual environment. Okay. That's the first, we will call them the virtual company. Mm -hmm. You probably know who I'm talking about, but we're just being cool with this. Okay. But you get the idea, right? (laughs) You get the idea. Like you, you get a bike at home, it's connected. You've got like an iPad type thing on your handlebars and you can, uh, you can connect with live classes that are being led by an instructor live. You can go to pre-recorded uh, rides. It tracks your stats. Uh, all of that data comes up on the screen. Um, it's a cool experience. I like it. I've done it before. Um, brand B also offers uh, bicycling, well, spin bicycling, stationary bicycling classes uh, but in a very high-end boutique, uh, you could almost say like a Zen meditative type situation uh, in their studios. And it's, it's a brand that is across the country. Also, very cool brand. Uh, I've got some friends who are also very passionate about this brand and very loyal to the brand. Um, they really love it. It's a, it's a really great thing, right? But again, the, the core service I would say that is being provided is bicycling exercise classes, stationary mm-hmm. bike, spin bike. Okay. So what I said to Katie is if I offered you a lifetime subscription to brand B, the one that offered spin classes, but in this live in-person boutique experience, if I offered you a lifetime membership there you can take as many classes as you want, completely paid, completely free, no expenses. But in exchange, you would have to give back your brand A solution, the virtual version of that, that you're super passionate about it, right? So you had to trade the virtual experience for an online experience. Would you do it? And she said, no, she would not do that. Uh, She would rather have the virtual experience than the online experience. And then I repeated that with the other members of our team who are also very loyal to Brand A. I'm like, what do you guys feel about it? And they said the same thing. They would always, always, always want to keep their virtual solution instead of the online version. And I said, okay, let's take a few minutes and think about why that is. What are different bullet points that you would write about why you would rather have the virtual experience than the online experience? Because that would help inform us in terms of taking our learning experience and going from going from a live experience to a virtual experience. Like what might make it great? What might make it to the point where people would rather do the online and not want to get back together? What would make it that way? So that's the exercise. That's the challenge that I'm going to put in front of you. I know not everybody who is listening um, has experienced both of those brands, but I think you can you can surmise, right? That you can kind of figure out from how we've described it 
uh, what it would be like. And even if it's not, you could just think to yourself, what are some ways in which an online virtual experience, a learning experience might be better than a classroom-based experience, than a live experience? So I'm going to give you a minute to do that. And then in post, uh, Jake is going to add some awesome music that you're going to listen to for a minute. But I'm just going to set my timer. I'm not going to be able to hear the music. I know we're wrecking the magic of podcasting. Okay, so your minute starts now. seconds left. Okay, five seconds, wrap up this thought. Okay, and time. Oh, there's my Apple timer. Oh, there's another brand. Um, J- Jake, thanks for uh, thanks for spinning that awesome track, DJ Jake. You know, uh, yeah. I'm sure it was great. Um, okay, I want to hear what you guys came up with. So, um, you know, in any order, go ahead and, and tell us what are your thoughts on what it is that might make this online biking experience better than a in-person spin class. So one is there's something about not having to get into a car mm-hmm. and driving to a facility. Um, to, to me, there's just something about the in-home experience. You know, you're, you're, to me, there's a little bit of protection or security in the in-home, in-home space. So that was the first thing. The second thing I was thinking about, Bob, is, um, you know, I actually have more interaction with people around the globe than I do with my own neighbors. So in the virtual experience, you can reinforce that global connection. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the another aspect of connection is with the facilitator or the instructor or the faculty or who's ever spinning you. Right. You can connect with experts that you resonate with rather than the person that just happens to run the facility down the street. Um, and you can change it up if you want. Uh, yeah. And then the fourth thing that I thought about was the flexibility of content. Um, you know, you can change depending on what your skill set is. You can change to a different program or a different time or whatever it may be. Um, and you can do that on a day by day basis. I'm, you know, with with a lot of things that are virtual. I was thinking about uh, Julie and I have been doing a yoga class. And we found a very basic, very simple yoga class, which is about where I'm at, right? I would be, I would not go into a yoga studio and do what I'm doing, (laughs) contorting my body in strange ways and things like that. So there's this notion of, again, security in the home, deciding what skill level I'm at, and then being able to find an instructor that that I resonate with. That's a great point. I do have to admit, Dana, that sometimes when on my watch, it comes up that Dana has just completed a yoga workout. I'm like, really? Yeah, Dana really. did yoga. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really cool. So, 
So Dana, I, so I heard you talk about convenience. Mm-hmm. I heard you talk about connection, like, mm-hmm. you know, broadening the pool of people you can connect with. I heard you talk about the instructors, which you might say coaching. And I heard mm-hmm. you talk about content. Yep. That sounds. That's a lot of alliteration. Yeah. That, it, yeah. It's like almost convenient. I've been called an illiterate. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Jake, what do you have to add? Yeah. I mean, uh, Dana did have a lot of similar ones than I did. And I'm going to, there's one thing that, uh, my colleague Shannon and I were actually just talking about this this morning. So Shannon Turner, this is the shout out for you. And again, thanks for inspiring me to think think about this. Her and I were thinking about this idea of what do you lose and what do you get? Mm. And we started to change our perspective. It's not really about what you lose. We should just focus on what you can get and what opportunities you can get. And also stepping back of what's the purpose. At the end of the day, I'm still exercising. Right. Right. It doesn't matter. I, like at the end of the day, I'm still exercising in both situations. That's really the purpose of doing it. That's the number one purpose. The other stuff, of course, is great. Um, but I'm like, you're still exercising. So to me, that that's a huge win. The and, and again, I had the convenience part where you're capable of choosing the schedule that you want to if you decide. And again, I don't have one of these. Uh, brands, um, bikes at home. However, I do know what they are capable of. And I know that you're, I'm pretty sure you're allowed to either pick an online or sorry, on demand version or a live version. That's right. Yep. Is that, is that That's right? Exactly yeah. right. Which is super convenient. And and great example is my uh, wife, Erica right now is, so Erica is doing mostly Facebook live from her gym. So hmm. she gets to do, they use Facebook Live. She does the session. She prefers to do it there with the live versus the on-demand. They have on-demand options, but she likes the live. She still feels connected. They can share. They can talk. The instructor says, oh, hey, Erica, you're out there. I understand with with uh, this, this brand, it's maybe too large and that doesn't happen. But again, it's convenience. I can pick the time and place um, and the format, right? So other than what Dana said, I think those are the the key highlights for me. Yeah, that's great. But those don't start with a C, Jake. I didn't know we were doing C's again. We might have been able to. I don't know. Um, no, no more C's. Okay, it's all right. So what's I the school the, solution, Bob? Well, the school solution <laughs> is I, I think you guys really hit on it. When we started kind of debriefing our activity, right? So so we did this as kind of a design thinking activity. Uh, we were all online, of course. So we were moving our virtual stickies around. And uh, you know, we came up with all those ideas. And then we clustered them. And... There were five big clusters that we came out with. The first one was about the coaches. So in the virtual brand, um, the coaches are really kind of take on celebrity status. And I, I think that this is something that also happens in the, you know, the local live. I would guess experience so. Yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but it seems to be even bigger in the virtual environment because now these people have a bigger platform. They have a bigger audience. And so uh, they, they kind of have more of a celebrity uh, focus. So, you know, it's like all of my friends who do this, they have their favorite coaches and they follow them on Instagram and, you know, are just completely tuned into them as influencers. Um, but just feeling that strong connection, because even though it is a celebrity when you're actually doing the run, right, it's or not during the run, during the ride, 
they're the only thing that you see right on there. They're talking right to you. And it feels like they are talking right to you. So they get a strong personal connection. We talked about this with Matt on our last podcast, which is around personality. I can choose the personality that I like mm-hmm. and I feel more relatable to or connected to, which yeah. is, again, another choice that you don't always get in person. You do have the option, but again, it's the schedule that dictates that who yeah. the personality is. Well, now this is interesting too, because I... Last week, I went on a pilot program for a friend of ours, a business partner that we've worked with them, worked with in the past, who we've brought into some of our live sessions. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's trying to figure out how do I go digital, how do I go online, and um, so it was all set up through Zoom. But it was like all, all of the participants were kind of in the Zoom Brady Bunch windows, you know, all in our different home locations and everything. He was kind of like on a set, like on a stage, and his video feed was a little bit more highly produced. And my experience of it was I felt disconnected from him. Like Hmm. I felt like he was at a distance and I thought it's a missed opportunity, right? Is is in a live session in front with, with a couple hundred people in a live session the person is always up on the platform, right? Like they're always a little bit further away and there's that distance of being on the platform. But in the online version, I've got that one-on-one connection. And I said, I think it would have been more powerful had he kind of just been in the mix with us, um, you know, from his own home office behind his screen. So I gave him that feedback and he said, I wasn't the first person to give him that feedback, but it was going about 50-50, right? So- Hmm. So a lot of people have noticed it and about half the people really like it and about half the people feel like it's a missed opportunity. So I think that that's something interesting to think about. Um, so yeah, so coaches, big, probably the biggest thing that, that led to how we're making some shifts in our overall learning leadership development program. Uh, we had people who were coaches. We're going to work on amplifying their presence a little bit more. Uh, and building more personal connections with the participants. Um, Second one we came up with was the sense of community. So Dana, to your point about the global connection with people and not just limited to the people in the class. Mm -hmm. Um, The third one was the convenience, right? So the ease of access, ability to control the experience. I can roll out of bed and onto my bike, or, you know, if I have half an hour break in the middle of the day, I could go on a ride. I don't have to get in my car and go to the gym and all of that kind of stuff. Um, So there's that one. Um, The ability to personalize the experience and do exactly the ride that you want, right? So if you're going to a classroom, there's probably maybe one or two options you have in the time block that that you're uh, available to go to the live one. Um, Maybe that's not the ride that you really want to do, right? Maybe you want to... Uh, you want to go on a slow, easy listening music ride. And the one that's offered at the time is like a pop 40, super high energy ride. Um, Mm -hmm. In the classroom experience, you can't really control that if your schedule is a little bit locked in. But in the online experience, you can pick whatever one you want. Um, And then also the ability to track and view your individual progress against peers. That was something that they really like with the virtual experience. And again, Mm -hmm. I know of a couple of um, in-person gym settings that offer classes where um, it is very 
uh, metered and it is very gamified. Right. And you can see up on screens, like how's everybody's the leaderboards, right? The leaderboard stuff, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I know that is something that you can get live, but they are really motivated by having the option to opt into sharing their scores and seeing everybody else's scores and seeing like where they're ranking on the world leaderboard. That's very motivating to them. They also have the opportunity that they don't have to do that if they don't want to. Okay. So, so those were the five big clusters that we came up with, but then the one that we realized was overarching, and this gets to where you first landed, Jake, was about the purpose. And we realized, here's the the word that we used was we said, the feeling that the experience is just as good. You can see the air quotes that I'm doing is just as good as being there live. And by that, I mean, in both settings, in both the online and the live setting, you get a really, really good workout, right? And it's a really good spin bicycle workout. It's top-notch equipment. Uh, you know, it just works really well. So you walk out with the same workout, whether you're doing it online or whether you're working it, doing it virtual. And so the, the phrase that I used there was table stakes, which basically boils down to this is, in the conversion of a live experience to an on to an online experience, you've got to make sure that all of the needs of the learner are being met just as well uh, in the online experience as they are live. So are you getting all of the content? Are they getting the same opportunity to practice? Are they getting the same opportunity for feedback? Um, the format of that might be a little bit different. How that comes might be a little bit different, but it's there and they're getting the same value, same learning value from the experience. That's the most important thing. So you've got to make sure that that's covered. And then you can start thinking about all of these different things around convenience and the coaches and community and stuff like that, that we can keep plussing it as we move up. Bob, the other C word that came to mind as you're talking about that is culture. Mm. And, and I think I, I, I haven't quite wrapped my head around it yet, but it seems like there's some cultural things too. I mean, you know, we have had a, a culture of bringing people together for face to face. And so there's a cultural shift and there also may be cultural preferences associated with that cultural shift. And there's also a culture that, that builds up around really both the online and the live experience here yeah, too, right? Yeah. By having a differentiated experience, people get very passionate about it. Right. And jump into the and, I, and, and, you know, looking at the clock, I know we're running up on time here, but um, kind of like my final takeaway of there, of, of really stepping back and looking at the purpose and thinking again, yep. what we found of exercise, I'm still getting a quote unquote good enough experience. And then when I really break that down, I've been thinking about this a lot too, between you know, your in-person experiences and, and non. The one thing that I think a non-in-person experience requires most is that motivation and that that self-determination, mm. like I'm going to do something. So I think the skill that is required by individuals is, a word that popped in my mind was self-efficacy. Like yeah. the, the feeling that and the belief that I can do this. Um, and again, that's great for a, a self-directed learner at the same time but also in this situation of working out at home, I have to believe that I can get the same experience here and I don't need the additional motivational factors of other people. I have them here. I have to almost really believe that they're with me because there's people that have to truly believe that 
like immerse themselves into it and it takes extra motivation. Um, but yeah, I think when you step back and think of it in a learning context, it is can be the same thing. You have to put more effort into believing that I can still learn and this is what I'm purposely here for is to still learn. If we want to put the uh, C word around there, we could say commitment because I think that's... Uh, there we go. <laughs> that, that ties into it very nicely. <laughs> Where did the C word thing all of a sudden start? I don't know. I don't know Bob amazing. started it. I, just, did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's true. Next time we'll do yeah. all D words or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like purpose in a bunch of Cs. So anyway, uh, thanks for playing with me, guys. That was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully very insightful. And again, we would love to hear from uh, you, our listeners. If you had any other ideas that we might have missed or you want to build on our ideas, um, send them our way. Just LinkedIn them to us or tweet them at us or whatever. And uh, we would love to share those back on another show. It's good being with you guys again today. Good to be with you. Oh, it's and good seeing you too. Thanks to all of our listeners. Uh, written more and more all the time. It's great. So exciting. sure. That's great. All right. We'll do this again very soon. But meanwhile, uh, on behalf of Jake and Dana, this is Bob saying thanks for tuning into the Learning Geeks podcast, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, everybody. So